0: episode 5 of the game Raven review podcast my name is Henry J and I am joined by some of our talented writers to discuss the world of indie games who do I have with me today let's start with our fearless editor-in-chief puppet how are you
1: I'm great Henry I'm great how are you'm
0: I'm, I'm doing well thank you <laughs> uh taz is here as well taz how are you I am freaking fantastic thanks for asking and we are joined once again by eric who is on our very first episode thanks
2: for coming back
0: thanks for stepping yeah. back into the octagon with us
2: yeah thanks for having me we're we're not punching each other right just not, not just yet want to validate that okay <laughs> cool you
0: know, lost blood loss maybe if we bring up uh how much puppet hates skyrim and ocarina of time we might we might have to
1: Oh, we never played. even covered Ocarina of Time. Battle
0: Royale. We're not okay. doing it. we I'm I'm
2: we will get to that.
1: I'm ready. <laughs> My fists yeah, are maybe, ready.
2: Not on this I episode. I feel like we need to do a we need to do a pay-per-view kind of thing for that. So maybe we could do that when we set up a Patreon or something like that. Patreon exclusive.
0: exclusive. Okay. Yeah. Yep, for sure. That'll that'll be a Patreon exclusive. We're doing the exact opposite of fighting on this episode. We're talking about cozy gaming. It is winter time. We all live in the Pacific Northwest and it absolutely sucks here in the winter. So, we're going to talk about how games kind of interact with our self care routines as we uh, brave another gloom and doom winter. And we are also going to talk about what we are playing as well.
2: So, stick around for that.
0: segments on the podcast what we are playing whether it's indie or not we play a ton of games so let's start with eric what are you playing this week
2: Oh man, so well destiny which is normally a thing i play on a regular basis is kind of in a content drought right now um so i moved on from that um still playing ac valhalla because vikings and why not um i actually also spent like this last weekend Uh, Playing a game called Freddy Spaghetti with my daughter, which is you control a sentient piece of spaghetti, like going around destroying things and doing random puzzles and such. It's Kind of ridiculous. Is it a good game for uh, young kids? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It's just it's just a piece of spaghetti. It's just like this noodle just flopping around and just. Doing random things. There's like random settings. Like you end up in the old west. You end up literally in Cyberpunk twenty seventy-seven without all of the dongs and stuff, so it's more kid friendly.
0: Without all the dongs?
2: <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> so no dongs in Freddie Spaghetti. Yeah, none. None whatsoever. <laughs> Confirmed. Great.
1: Boring.
0: <laughs> Maybe they'll come out with a with a what a eighteen plus. Freddy Spaghetti.
1: <laughs> where all the Please spaghettis know.
0: have dongs. <laughs> Episode 5, baby. This is where we're, we're we're rolling. We're, here. we're going there. <laughs> this is getting wild. <laughs> we are here. Taz, what are you playing?
3: Uh, this week, I'm still cruising on some Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Yo, we're cruising on that. All right, I got to ask, what kind of deck are you running in Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, about that. Um, I'm still, ro- so I'm it's very overwhelming right now, okay? In Duel Links right now, it's very overwhelming. It's I'm kind of rocking, like, the pre-build decks with, like, added, like, oh, this fits this person's deck, things like that, because um, I'll go into, like, rank ranked stuff, and they'll just, like, blow me out of the water in three moves. I'm like, hmm, I really need to step this up. In in, in uh, Magic the Gathering, in Pokemon, in Yu-Gi-Oh!, I've never been one to build my own deck, so it's it's a very complicated process for my, my noggin, um, but to answer your question i've been using like yami yugi like dark magician decks so because it's it's fun it's old school it's nostalgic for me so i've been having fun with that that's cool
0: freaking nerd um i'm playing (laughs) wait wait hold on you can't just say that and go into what you're playing oh i can because i'm gonna what are are you gonna play what are you gonna make a funny (laughs) yeah i'm playing more final fantasy (laughs) Nerd! final fantasy 14 it has enveloped my soul um it's got to be the best mmo out right now it has to be the first time i played it I skipped all of the story because I just I was like you know I think I told this on the podcast I was like story and an MMO who needs it and I really screwed up and I'm, the story just gets better and better and better it's like one it's a final like core final fantasy story that never ends it they just expand on it with even each patch that they come out with um, in between expansions they just expand and, and expand on the story And it's phenomenal. I'm like blown away at how good the story is, especially after the train wreck that is the ending of Final Fantasy VII to see, you know, legacy Final Fantasy with the crystals and all that other stuff and all the job system. It's it's all there. It makes my old man soul happy because I was around for the, for pretty much the beginning of Final Fantasy. So it makes me happy to see that all of that stuff is still there and still being loved and supported. So it also makes me very hyped for final fantasy 16 cuz the team that's working on 14 is working on 16 there's summons and crystals in that one too so i'm i'm stoked for that uh puppet what are you playing
1: well eric mentioned uh freddy spaghetti and it reminded me that this last week i played this creepy pasta inspired game called out of control and that's out of uh c t r l and it was it was made in 48 hours at a game jam and it is like you sit down and you're at this computer and all you can do is copy and paste your responses and you're like talking to this computer and it got under my skin yo it was it was a uh, i did not expect to get that emotional from just a bunch of text it was pretty great and also it just sent me down a wonderful rabbit hole of creepypasta and I did find creepypasta wiki which I'm obsessed with now because I love creepypasta so yeah that's kind of the hole I've been in you, oh, you can definitely people? go
2: down a hole with that Like, oh, yeah. that's just like doing like TV tropes like you're just gonna be stuck there for months
1: mm-hmm. it's a wonderful place it is yeah what, what so is my on my stream place? I'm Oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, sorry. I was just going to say one of
0: my favorite. I don't even know if it's creepypasta or not, but like alternate realities is that Ash from Pokemon is in a coma and Pokemon is taking place inside of his, his coma dreams. Yes. Oh, I've heard of pasta off of like shows and stuff. I love that. Song. Yeah. Really
1: yeah we actually went over quite a bit of Pokemon creepypasta on my stream Uh, and like the first one we started with, which is a classic creepypasta is about the lavender town tone Yes, and how, yeah, that tone is like messing up kids' minds and stuff like that. Um, and then we also talked about the crazy creepypasta that like our parents believed in, like my parents believed that Ash, um, captured animals and forced them to fight each other and how it was like animal abuse. And also how Professor Oak would, like, inject them with stuff to make them have their powers. And I'm sure it was, like, some kind of PETA propaganda or something they were reading. But I wasn't allowed to play Pokemon because of it. that and the evolution. But it was a great little bunny trail to go down. There's a lot of creepypasta around Pokemon.
0: For sure. What else are you playing?
1: I am also playing Little Nightmares. Still working my way through... I am not good at that game at all. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a nightmare. But it's it's great. It's it's a good time. I I just got to this part where you have to eat this rat alive and it's terrible. And I just I couldn't handle. It was uh anyway, playing that and then when I unwind I'm playing Stardew Valley. Of course, I'm always playing Stardew. Oh, and also, I opened up Neopets again. And I tried to remember what my login was because I'm pretty sure my Neopets are like starving and dead at this point. Um, But I couldn't figure out what my login was so I just made a new one. And uh, it's exactly the same. Like even some of the games and stuff are like the same. And I just had a... I'm just having a big nostalgia trip over Neopets right now. So yeah. Crazy week from creepypasta to Neopets.
0: Would you say that Neopets is a cozy
1: game for you it's in a nostalgic kind of way i suppose uh yeah
0: there you go well i was going to try and segue into our next uh our next topic which is cozy games but you left me high and dry thank you so much uh puppet for for doing that
1: (laughs) sorry about that
0: for me it makes me look like a real good host uh (laughs) (laughs) well well, stick around coming up next is our (laughs) main topic uh which is cozy games we're going to talk about all things cozy and uh give some of our recommendations for our favorite cozy games so stick around need to have like a fire crackling underneath this maybe i'll put that in or maybe we'll put like some like chill lo-fi beats because today we're sharing some of our favorite cozy games to get us through the winter months to beat these winter blues let's start with taz what is it what are some of your favorite uh cozy games to to enjoy see now i'm not gonna lie to you uh I thought of these things
3: in the last five minutes. Um, Do you want I, me to come know. back to you? Oh no, no 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 no! I'm just like I think it's I think it's very interesting because we can talk about how cozy games can also be just a completely like it's relative. Because um, I also looked like through an, a Reddit thread of of cozy like what are your favorite cozy games and people said oh, a lot of your classics but some people also said like The Witcher three and like these some other kind of more intense like uh, uh, more intense games so
0: i don't know i've never thought of myself as a cozy gamer well but that's in my you you bring up a good point so let's let's zoom out a little bit too um yeah yeah co- cozy games we're talking about cozy games and then we're also talking about like self-care and things like that so cozy games are that's like a kind of a, a new-ish buzzword to describe a chill game right a game where you don't really do much or a life sim like an animal crossing or a stardew valley right for sure for sure um, but i feel like a cozy game can be anything that kind of brings you nostalgia or um a, a calm about yourself while you're playing it's like a happy place that you can go to you can go explore this world and um and feel feel good you know kind of uh take take the edge off of life if you will so um yeah, that's interesting that you brought that up that some people are like, yeah, The Witcher 3 is a cozy game cuz it, it <laughs> definitely can be. I don't think it, you, can. it it's it's not a genre for sure. I I believe so. So.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but uh, yeah, great 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 definition. Um uh, I think to fit that, I've picked a couple games. One from way back when is Viva Piñata. Did you guys ever play that? Xbox oh, man.
2: That's a throwback.
3: Yeah, that's some that was that's the some... second title I had on my 360. Yeah, yeah. Viva Piñata, old school. You're just taking care of these of these piñata sentient animal things. And it's a cozy game. It's just chill. It's awesome. It's relax. I mean, sure, you got some bad stuff happens, but like otherwise you're just making a little farm for these cats. Um, Another one is that I found, I think from last year's, from 2018 packs. What year is it right now? Holy moly. 21. Um, Oh my god. Uh, is my time at I think it's pronounced Portia or Portia. My time at Portia. Uh, that one is a nice, fun, uh, another kind of a farming sim. You move into this town, you kind of go forth. Um, it's more of a uh, uh, a 3D, um, I wouldn't say Stardew Valley. It's more of a 3D simulator as opposed to top-down visuals. You're looking through a third person through the character, like over the shoulder type camera angle. You're going and you you can actually like straight up you can go around and box the other like uh like townspeople like at, in in like a a, f- a free for all like hey this is a respectful duel people are gonna sit around and watch um and you can either like beat each other up or you get the snot beat out of you and everything everything's fine you may some lose some coins that's not the premise of the game that's just a a nice little feature i found midstream i'm like wow i can just go around and like duel these people um but it's nice cozy it's relaxing it's awesome i need to get back into it actually
0: i've always wanted to play that game i always see it on sale like steam sales it's always on sale i'm like should i i don't i don't know so i'm glad that that you enjoyed it i'm i might have to pick it up the next time that there is a sale yeah highly recommend um puppet i feel like this is yours and mine this is our wheelhouse the cozy mm-hmm. game what, mm-hmm. what do you like to relax with
1: yeah so when I, I mean I love cozy games but I also love horror so a lot of my cozy games kind of have like the horror element to it um but of course you know I I enjoy the classics I enjoy Stardew and I enjoy Animal Crossing for sure Um, But one of one of the cozy games and I've been talking about this uh, in most is uh, it's a cozy horror game and it you just want to wrap yourself up in a blanket on a stormy night and just play this game. And it's just it's a beautiful 2D adventure and you get to walk through these um, three people's story and it's just really cozy and i think what makes it so cozy is like the ambiance of the uh, you know you can hear the rain falling and and you just feel like it's stormy outside and you just want to be you know snuggled up somewhere so i'm really enjoying in most um but i also have a couple games that are like um survival games and i don't know why i find them cozy aside from the fact that like I I really think what makes a good cozy game for me is like rain sounds and the sounds of the wind. And if I can feel like I'm outside just listening to the sounds of nature, that makes it like totally a cozy game for me personally. So the first one um, I actually have on the Switch, it's called The Fire and the Flood. And I'm sorry, The Flame and the Flood. And it is a little uh, survival adventure. And you have this like raft and you go down this river and you have to, you know, manage your hunger level and make sure you don't poison yourself. Um, But also you have to take care of your raft and you have to see how far down the river you get and um, see how many like days you can last. And it's it's a they have some great sounds in that game. And I think that's why I like that game so much is that just makes you feel like you're outside and um, enjoying a a terrifying rafting adventure down this crazy river and stopping at all these different islands to collect berries and sticks and whatever else you need to craft items. And it's, it's a great, it's a great little snuggly uh, adventure. So Oh, go ahead.
3: I was just gonna say, I, I I think it's see again back to like kind of the, uh, it's um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? in terms of cozy, uh, because pub master, you 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 completely like you have your own what defines a game as cozy for you. You said you like the artwork, you like the music. It's very like it really wraps you up in this kind of in your senses, you know. Whereas my experience with the same exact game is stressful
1: (laughs) yeah you don't like you don't like this game
3: i am freaking out because i'm not i'm just trying to run away from a boar you know trying to survive but it's very interesting how like i i you know as as gamers and different types of gamers we can appreciate the different aspects of certain games i just thought that was very fascinating
1: yeah, absolutely. I think I think being uh, a horror gamer, a gamer who who is involved in a lot of horror games, uh, my idea of what's relaxing is kind of screwed up at this point. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I, I just I just love the fire and the flood, and I I don't think I'm the only one who thinks it's a cozy game. Um, yeah, let me know. I I know that I'm weird. Um, another another like horror survival game that i find really cozy is don't starve i just relax so much when i play that game like i i could just wander around forever like finding berries and and not killing any animals excuse me i never kill animals if i can avoid it in survival games but sometimes you have to very sad but uh yeah don't starve and they also have don't starve together which actually, uh, we we also played during the 24-hour event. And it was so fun. And that was my first experience with uh, Don't Starve. And I just fell in love with it. So it's a great little cozy um, cozy game, survival game. So those are my two like survival games. But I also, of all of them, the coziest game and the best game in the whole world, and nobody can tell me differently, is the game Koi. K-O-I, Koi. And Taz hates this game, and I've been begging him to stream this game forever, and he just won't. And it is the best game. Let me tell you why. This is the description, and it's on, it's on the Switch. Koi reflects a tranquil and mesmerizing experience as you embark on an introspective journey through the lens of a lone koi fish separated from its owner and is the last hope for purifying waters polluted by mankind. It is up to you to turn the tide and guide Koi through the eight artfully rendered stages that will take you into the murky as well as enchanting waters deep below the surface. And the music is so calming. And you're just this little koi fish and you're just helping your little friends. And you open up all these little like flowers and, and you're just helping the environment. You're just cleaning up the water. And it's the best freaking game i have ever played my whole life and i love it
3: sounds like peter propaganda to me are you kidding me
1: (laughs) oh my god
3: no it's just extremely boring (laughs) i'm sorry
1: no it's so not boring it's it's cozy okay
0: puppy you said something interesting um about sound and i i wanted to talk about I, i feel the same way like if a game can kind of bring me into the world via its sound design i'm i'm totally hooked i love like like a stardew valley when you walk outside and it's raining and there's no music you just hear the sound of the rain that is fantastic i love when there's Mm -hmm. kind of little pauses and breaks like that it's it's almost like not meditative but it it gives you a nice lull in the action if there is any action in, in these cozy games it just kind of it sets up a different vibe. So I I am glad that you brought that up because I feel really strongly about how games can kind of create a sense of place with sound without even having any visual. You can just have uh, a chill vibe with 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 sound. So
2: it definitely adds to the cozy vibe. Like yeah, if you're having like that rain kind of feeling. Um, I remember playing. Oh darn, what game was it? It was the original Watch Dogs. I would just like leave that like on uh, just as an ambience in the background like while I was studying or something because it would be rainy Chicago and you get like the sound of cars going by those kind of things. And yeah, it's a very
3: fascinating sound design that game. So it's yeah, you using using games like like uh, like watchdogs or as like a Open, other open world games, so maybe like Breath of the Wild. You know, same concept. You can have a have that in the background of
0: whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. I have. Oh, go ahead, puff it.
1: Oh yeah, I breath. I mean, he just said Breath of the Wild. I have. You think I have a lot of hours in Animal Crossing? I have a lot of hours in Breath of the Wild because it. <laughs> I didn't think about that as being like a cozy game. But I think for me, Breath of the Wild is kind of a cozy game, too, because it's like an open world. And it definitely has all of the elements that I love, the, the, the sound, the immersion. And you're just like on your own. And like there's no I feel like there's no stress because you can just do things on your own time. And like you can go fight Ganon right away or you can just never fight him like I did for like how many hours? Let's see. I was. I was over three hundred hours into the game until I finally decided. Okay, I guess I could go, like, beat Ganon. Okay,
0: that is crazy.
1: It it's great. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I speaking about Zelda and how how you can do basically whatever you want. You never have to fight Ganon. You can kind of create your own experience out of the, out of this game. Um, once again, Final Fantasy 14 is on my list of cozy games because you don't have to do anything. if You don't want to, um, you know, while I'm at my computer watching a show or a YouTube video, I will, uh, just fish in Final Fantasy 14, which is like a gathering class that you can do, or I will cook. And that's another kind of gathering thing that you can do as well. And, um, yeah, I just really like that, you know, you can, you can be a summoner and you can be a knight and all of this other stuff, but you can also just fish if you want to, and you can actually play, you can't get through the story like that, but you can experience a lot of what that game has to offer by just fishing or just cooking and then selling your wares on the marketplace. So I find that very cozy. That's a very, um, fun time for me to just relax and, kind of listen to a podcast or something i'll just fish in final fantasy 14 um other things that are on my my list stardew obviously we we don't have to talk about it anymore we all know how great stardew is we all know (laughs) and how cozy that game is but another game that is extremely cozy to me some would say that the precursor to stardew valley harvest moon especially harvest moon 64 that game has so much nostalgia for me uh, personally wrapped up into it that when I do play it very rarely do I because you got to dust off the 64 and all that other stuff but when I do play it it's just it's very it's like it's like putting on like a weighted blanket it's just very nice nice vibes for Harvest Moon 64 and same with Pokemon as well especially uh, Brotuzak was on last week and he was talking about how Crystal is the greatest Pokemon game I feel the same way that is the gen two is my favorite Uh, and playing through those games and knowing them inside and out, like just doing a playthrough of gold and silver or crystal is like very, very, that's a cozy game to me as well, even though it is not a cozy game. It just has so much uh, good times wrapped up in it for me personally that I like to project back onto myself when I play. So yeah, Eric, what kind of cozy games do you You
2: enjoy? I feel like I'm just a complete, like, mashup of everybody. You do um, have a, a so wild
0: list <laughs> that I'm looking at. I,
2: I really do. So, okay, I, I'll i start off with kind of going with like, at least, like, a kid-friendly games kind of thing that I play on a regular basis. We've basically been hunkered down due to, you know, 2020 COVID pandemic ridiculousness and all that. Um, and I've been hunkered down with my wife and my kids since well, March of 2020. And I had to kind of adapt, like, what games I was playing because my kids are getting old enough to, like, notice, hey, what's daddy playing on the big TV? And I've had to, like, dial back and be like, okay, you need to look for more, like, kid friendly games that are, like, just not really out there, um, like violence or anything else in that regard. And you should just say I found
0: you should just say. Um, sorry, sweetie, I'm just playing Doom Eternal.
2: <laughs> I, I could say that. No, I can't. I Till can't. Can't. I can't. I can't the kids are in bed, after that, to play Doom. Um, no, let me cheese all that... this hell spawn in half. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not blood, honey. It's candy. Don't worry about it. It's yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> it's just licorice. Don't worry. Um, but in that pursuit of trying to find like kid-friendly games and such, um, I got back into Lego games with my wife and we've just we played through i think every major lego game that has come out since oh man we played through all of the marvel ones played through every single star wars game and then uh she's working through the harry potter series which is such a huge step back from like the current ones that it's somehow more difficult um But yeah, they've just been really cool for us to play. The kids can just play and watch us. And my daughter can be like, oh, no, do this kind of thing. We're like, oh, of course, that's how you solve the puzzle. This was obviously made for a kid's brain. Um, And it's been really cool just kind of sit and just play that. Kids are able to engage. My wife and I are able to kind of sit on the couch and play together. So really cool couch co-op opportunities there. Um, And yeah, that's basically what kind of helped us get through quite a bit of the... uh, shut in and being you know shut in now because you know, freaking cold outside. So yeah, that's basically where we've been at. Um, and I, I thing that I've been doing recently, um, anything like this um, is uh, playing uh, just games that kind of creep me out in a way that not necessarily like the jump scare kind of thing. Um, but playing games that tend to trigger some sort of fear. Um, I don't know if you guys know what thalassophobia is, but it's basically fear of deep, deep water. And uh, Subnautica has definitely—it uh, triggers so many things in my brain. It's—it's it's probably awful for me, but I just can't get enough of, like either playing it or watching videos on it because I don't have to worry about you know dying due to the survival nature of it. And I think it, uh, what.
1: I think what makes those kinds of things, like, cozy, like, um, those, like, horror games that kind of creep you out a little bit is, for me at least, it brings me back to, like, sitting around a campfire and telling, like, creepy stories, you know? Like, you're all wrapped up in a blanket next to a fire, and and you just kind of want to be a little, like, unsettled a little bit. And it's, like, during story time and listening to those, like, creepy stories. And, yeah, it's this weird balance between feeling unsafe and feeling cozy at the same time
2: i have never thought of it that way and that is exactly the feeling it's like that little bit of like you hear like something spooky or something like that and you kind of want to look around because you get like the hairs in the back of your neck stand up and just kind of give you that little bit of adrenaline rush i guess being shut in you kind of need that once in a while right
1: uh huh. You just want to snuggle up next to your your friend and be like, "Oh, let's listen to scary stories, and let's let's watch creepy things, and let's play a creepy game together." Like it's just cozy.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and yeah, again, my list is freaking redonkulous. Um, but the uh, we kind of touched on the story elements, um, just a little bit ago, and. I like playing Witcher Three, things like that. Um, I'm really big into like fantasy books and stuff, like Lord of the Rings, The uh, Wheel of Time, and a bunch of other crazy ones that I don't want to list right now because I'll seem like even more of a nerd. Um, but yeah, those story kind of driven games, it's like sitting down with a good novel, and you just get cozy, turn on the fireplace, play through those kind of games, and it just kind of brings you back kind of centers you a little bit more
0: yeah that's what pokemon does for me um i feel like every fall like when the weather starts to change i really want to play pokemon because i think that's kind of when the red and blue first came out It was around that time and it just reminds me of like late fall weather it's sunny out but it's still it's a little bit chilly you know just like that kind of you invoke that kind of vibe or that vibe invokes you wanting to play that game. So I could see how, you know, medieval style, Witcher three, uh, would, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, put the fireplace on and, uh, pretend like you're in a hut or a, a chamber or something while you
2: go, go through this, this, uh, epic. Yeah, that's pretty valid. Granted. I also do the same thing with Pokemon. Um, which is another game that I introduced to my kids because I'm like, oh, here's a cute little Pikachu kind of thing. And now my daughter's like, play the Pikachu game. I'm like, no, kiddo. I'm praying, like, I I, I can't play video games right now. Or I'm like, I really don't want to hook up the Switch and play through Pokemon Sword and Shield because that's the main Pokemon game that I have because all of my Game Boy Advances died. So.
3: That's so funny. I was, uh, we N and I are, know this, um, this little... She's she's four now, I think, but I think at the time uh, she was like three, and she loved Pikachu. And so I showed her uh, the new Smash on on uh, on the Switch, and she always wants to play as Pikachu and just beat up people.
0: So mm-hmm.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Pikachu is very like iconic for even the next generation of gamers out there.
1: Yeah, and did you see that the new Pokemon Snap is coming out? That's gonna yeah. be a cozy one.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: Also, whatever happened to Pokemon Sleep? I was so excited for that because I was going to rock that game.
0: Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to that game? Let's look it up right now on the Game Raven Review podcast because that is a cozy game.
1: Yeah. Pokemon Sleep.
0: Sleep. What the hell happened to you? It's a mobile game. Pokemon Sleep is Pokemon Go, but for bedtime is what it says. Let's check out the Wikipedia. It's
3: still upcoming.
2: Yeah. So. The so picture I, on Google is nothing but a bunch of Snorlaxes spread across a Pokemon Go map, and it's I love it. <laughs> it's
1: awesome. So I have um uh some awareness. I have something called hypersomnia, which is the opposite of insomnia, and uh it basically means that my brain wants to go to sleep all the time. So. Anyway, um, chronic uh, illness awareness here. I'm somebody who lives with hypersomnia and the hypersomnia or the IH community was really excited about this game because, I mean, we can sleep anytime and we can sleep as long as we want to. So uh, we were excited because we're like, yes, finally something we're good at and we can rock this game. And I haven't heard anything of it. Like, what? I, I want to sleep with all these Snorlax, Snorlax right now. Like, where is it?
0: Yeah, there's like little to no information about it um, since 2019. So hopefully it's still coming because it seemed like a cool concept.
2: Okay, so you put it in your pillow so it like tracks your sleep like a like an Apple watch or something would do. Yeah, that's kind of cool.
1: I wonder what made it like, what held it up. I mean,
2: pandemic. I mean,
3: COVID, like, suspended everything from games to anime to shows, everything, The entire world. So I can't imagine even mobile things like this kind of
0: impact. And yeah. Niantic is uh is developing it, so God knows when it's gonna come out.
1: Oh Lord.
2: <laughs> but yeah, valid point. Um, Eric, anything else? No, that's pretty much... That's everything I kind of play to get cozy. I know we are kind of touching a little bit on the mental health part of it. Is there any other kind of games that you guys play to kind of get centered? Like, I'll play... Practically any video game puts me in that kind of mood. Maybe that's just from the how I was raised and grew up, that kind of thing. But is there anything in particular that helps you guys kind of get centered and gets your brain kind of in the best, like mode, I guess.
1: I remember a couple years ago, I was at PAX and I went to a great panel about mental health and games. And honestly, that could be a whole, uh, a whole talking about games and mental health, but, um, there's something called take this. Um, and if you go to take they have tons of mental health resources and how, um, video games have helped kids and adults alike, uh, deal with all kinds of things from anxiety to depression and, uh, you know, just the hard times in life. And I know personally, like Pokemon got me through most of my childhood. I didn't have a great childhood growing up, but I could rely on Pokemon to be an escape for myself when I needed to, you know, when things were really hard at home. So, um, yeah, take this.org, go check it out. They're a great organization and they do a lot of great stuff and they have a lot of great resources.
0: I was a nerd in school, if you can believe it. And, uh, you know, I was in school and video games were not cool to be playing and when you would get beat up for playing video games. So it was like Pokemon and uh, WWF were like my two escapes and they still kind of are.
2: Going back to, oh man, thinking back in my high school, Halo is that for me. Maybe it's because I, I went to like this super nerd school. Literally, it was like this technology school that would be like 50 students in my class, a so super small and we would, like, every, like, Friday or something, we'd get together and we'd host, like, a LAN party where a bunch of guys would bring in these old busted-up computers that they had rebuilt. And we would just play Halo, basically, in this mock-up computer lab, like, in the cafeteria and stuff. It was that... I think nostalgia plays in a lot into what it creates a cozy game. Because it makes us feel comfortable.
1: Mm -hmm. it feels like home and yeah we can relax with it because we know it yeah
2: yeah i think i don't know me personally
3: i didn't have a single like one game uh growing up um i've been such a variety gamer my whole life that like any game is an escape from the harsh reality of the one that we live in now um but you know I, i i guess to kind of even kind of genres, you know, not necessarily games, but even genres, you know, we have our home genres. I'm a very much a, a heavy single player, uh, RPG open world type of gamer, because that's when it's like truly the world that I'm in, you know? Um, but anytime I can get into the virtual world, no matter what it looks like, I've, it, it definitely puts me in a good mood, puts me in the zone, getting ready for the day, getting ready to have something to look forward to. Um, it definitely has a, impact. And PubMasters, think, yeah, I forgot about that. Thanks so much for uh, plugging that. Um, What's it called again? What are they called that uh, organization?
1: Yeah, takethis.org. They they host the AFK, the Wave From Keyboard um, rooms at PAX, where um, a lot of people actually don't know about these rooms. They're just really quiet rooms. Like if you're at a convention, or if you're around a lot of people, um, it can kind of be overwhelming. And sometimes you just need a quiet space just to sit and just be, and they'll have like places where you can just color or like, you know, just play a quiet game or just, just be, you know, in a quiet room. So that's how I first learned about them. And then I went to that panel. Um, And they have a a lot of, I'm, I'm just browsing through their website right now. And they have like a ton of great tools. Like they have under self-care tools, they have something called, you feel like an interactive self-care guide. And it's like this flow chart that you go through and it asks you like have you eaten today and like how ha- like have you um you know go get yourself a snack okay come on back okay are you finished with your snack now let's ask you the next question and like it's just so great so go check it out yeah take org.
0: that's a fantastic resource that i've never heard of so yeah thank you for that that's that's amazing um if anybody does have anything else to add we can uh, we can go home. My pizza's here. Same. Okay, cool. All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Game Raven Review podcast and our episode about cozy games. I've been Henry J, and you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at SuperHenry64, the world's worst video game handle or handle of all time, whatever you want to say, where I stream indie games every Monday at 7 p.m.
2: Pacific Standard Time.
0: Eric, where can people find you?
2: You'll find me at the Eric Webb on Twitter and on Instagram if you want to see ridiculous pictures of my kids and the latest review that I've written for GameRaven um, and then me giving shout-outs to all of our awesome other streamers like yourself and, the, and uh, Puppet and Taz. There you go. Speaking
0: of Taz, where can people find you?
3: Uh, You all can find me at TazTDevil3 on literally any platform you can think of. Um, I uh, stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday with Wednesday being my specific, uh, Indie, Indie night. So please feel free to join me then. And puppet.
1: I'm puppet master. N. that's puppet master E N. And I stream on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And actually this last week, I got some feedback from one of my, uh, viewers and they said that I quote mix. Wholesome content with horror. So that's where you can find me. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the weekends. Come hang out. It's really fun. You can also find me at PuppetmasterN on Twitter and Instagram and uh, all the other places on the socials. Super fun.
0: And as always, find us on Twitter and Twitch at GameRavenReview and GameRavenReview.com. Have a fantastic week. We will see you next time. i